For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers Podcast. Yo, what's the deal, Panther fans? It's your boy, Tony Dunn, a.k.a. The Professor. It's another episode of the C3 Panthers Podcast. Each week, we've been meeting with an insider from the opposing team, because we know so much about our team, we follow all the snaps, every roster acquisition, every practice squad move. We're all over it, but sometimes we forget to look outside our bubble. And this is our way of looking out into the world. And this week, the Panthers will host the 4-1 and Bears. We're 3-2. and We're on a winning streak. We are streaking through the woods full of Bears. And tonight, we're going to figure it out. With Cameron Lee, former Bears offensive lineman and host of the Believe in Bears podcast. Thanks for your time tonight, Cameron. Thank you. Appreciate you having me on the show. I'm excited to talk a little Bears Panthers. Yeah, um, actually, so I was thinking about this. Is um, is the Bears defense as good as they say? You know, I think that might be a loaded question. I think the Bears defense is as good as they say. Uh, when you see it, there are times where uh, maybe they've been overhyped in the past, but I think we saw just this past Thursday, we finally saw a fully healthy and unleashed Khalil Mack and just the impact that he can have on this defense, the way it uh, it really, uh, I guess, unlocks the entire defense. And uh, if we are able to see that again and again and again moving forward, I wouldn't be surprised if this Bears team uh, jumps from, you know, a top top seven or eight defense in the league into that top five, top three conversation. Today, Matt Rule in his press conference said he's never going to apologize for having great players, and Khalil Mack is a great player. And it's starting, it's once again, it's kind of, it's just showing. On the other side, Robert Quinn, I saw he got a little nicked up in the last game. What's the status of Robert Quinn? And we're talking about a seasoned, you got some ends there that are big names. Mack is the real deal. Quinn has always been a good player, but kind of getting a little long in the tooth. How's the season for him, health status, and that defensive line? Yeah, we've seen Quinn uh, on the injury report a lot this season. I don't think he has been fully healthy this entire time. Now, he wasn't on the injury report as of today as far as practice, practice goes, but he's definitely been a little banged up, and I don't think we've seen him and Mac at full speed together yet so far this season. And so his production has not been there in its entirety, uh, so I, I, you mentioned he is a little long in the tooth, definitely someone that has been around the block 
um, but it can still be a, a major factor and very effective rushing opposite Khalil Mack. So I'm hoping that we get to see that fully uh, that fully healthy version of him uh, to, to come. Uh, but again, not showing up on the injury report is a good sign, but he is, we've yet to see him come out and play that, that fully 100% game. And I'm not sure that we will, you know what I mean? He's just one of those guys that what you reach, reach a certain point in your career, those, uh, those 100% games just seem to be fewer and farther between, and he's playing limited number of stat snaps. And I wouldn't be surprised if that seems to be the case moving forward. As long as he's available, that's a good sign for you guys. But I asked you if the bears defense was, as good as they say is the bears offense as bad as they say the bears offense is as inconsistent as <laughs> as they say it's every you know i i'm stealing this quote but uh it seems like right now we're on the nick fuller coaster and from from <laughs> nice. week to week from week to week game to game it's just this offense is just so up and down so jekyll and hyde you never know what you're gonna get early on we looked like we had a an uh an awesome rushing attack uh, that seems to have completely and totally tapered off these last few weeks. Uh, but then we've seen uh, we've seen a pickup in the passing game. So hopefully, you know, maybe we can put it all together, and hopefully, Carolina is the team to do that against. You know, I was going to save this a little bit for later on, but you brought up the Bears. Uh, we're talking about how good the Bears' defense is, and and also uh, how bad the Bears' offense, or in your words, inconsistent is. And then you mentioned the rushing game. One of the things, though, is is that right now the Bears can't haven't rushed the ball. Twenty seventh in rushing at ninety five yards a game, seventy yards in the last three games, and only thirty eight against the Bucks. Now we play the Bucks twice a year. We know that that defense that run that's where they they excel at is in stopping the defense. But tell me right now, is the real problem with the Bears? offense not nick fuller coaster but the run a coaster or the run amok they're not running that's the thing is that can you really blame it on the quarterback when you can't run the ball at all i think that early on earlier in the season we saw that with the uh the mitch trubisky version of this bears offense there was a greater emphasis on establishing the run game uh, there was a lot more creativity in the run game granted that we were playing worse opponents and so uh, we had more opportunities to run the ball, but they were effective running in those first two games of the season. Obviously, you drop to a huge, uh, a huge deficit against the Falcons, and you got to pass the ball the entire second half to come back. And then you come out and play uh, the Colts and the Buccaneers, who are two of the top defenses in the league. You know, so of course, again, <clears throat> there are opportunities to rush the ball have not been there. But I think that one of the things you will see is that there's been a stark dichotomy and just the rushing, the the philosophies of this team from um, from the the Mitch Trubisky version to the Nick Foles version. We know that Nick Foles likes to play in the shotgun. We know that he's a throw the ball downfield type of player. The version that we saw earlier in the season was a much more creative run heavy offense. And I would like to see this team get to some version of that again. Now I'm not saying that they're going to come out and be uh, an elite rushing attack, but there was definitely an attempt to be a more well-rounded unit uh, hopefully, if we are able to hop out to a lead and play a full four quarters, we might see the opportunity for those for that for that rushing attack to get going. But we haven't seen that in three or four weeks. The weakness for the Panthers' defense um, has been their inability to stop the run. So, if there's a team that you want to try to get it going against, this is the team. But my question is, do you guys have the horses in the stable to do it? 
I mean, Tariq Cohen, you got uh, David Montgomery, as he's uh, as far as I know, as he was out. I don't know if it's if, what the situation is. Tell us what the running back situation is. So David Montgomery, I think, has uh, – obviously he had the injury during camp that basically scared uh, scared the crap out of every single Bears fan. He has since uh, been definitely in a better position, and he, like we mentioned, looked good early on, has not had the numbers as of late. He is our bell cow, the guy that, that the Bears lean on to establish that running game. And, um, you know, right now he's definitely the guy that's getting the majority of the carries. The Bears have lacked depth in the running back position all year long. Uh, they made the decision to – try and do this Tariq Cohen, Cordero Patterson, number two and number three, without either of them really being a traditional, uh, you know, running back or a, a traditional guy that you could give the ball to, you know, 10, 15 carries in a game. They don't really have that number two guy. Patterson has done a, a solid job in the interim and kind of filling in, uh, but Tariq was never that guy either. They're kind of gadget players. They're guys you like to get in space. They're guys that you like to be creative with. Maybe line multiple up on the field, one in the slot, one in the backfield. That's when the Bears were being effective in that running game. And so obviously with the loss of Cohen, with moving Trubisky uh, to the bench, who was effectively another at least threat to run the ball, they've lost a lot of those, um, I guess, just threats as runners. Uh, so the Bears have since gone out and and picked up Lamar Miller, signed him to the practice squad. Hopefully he can be a sufficient maybe number two or number three back. But yeah, there's definitely a, a big uh, – a hole, if you will, at that position. We do believe in uh, David Montgomery when healthy, but uh, it's it's has been tough sledding thus far. How um, how truly and honestly in your heart do you believe that any Bears fan could be calling for Trubisky to come back? Uh, <laughs> he's terrible. And uh, <laughs> Fol- is it truly – I mean, tr- Foles cannot be that bad. I'm sorry. And, look, as I'm from eastern North Carolina – I don't like the UNC Chapel, the UNC Tar Heels. I'm an East Carolina Pirates fan. I got my shirt on right now. Um, Shout out to Trubisky, the Pirates. Yeah, he uh, 13, 13 games in college. He's been given every opportunity. He's off. How can Bears, Bears fans really want him back? I don't know that there is a large contingent of Bears fans that want him back. Uh, I would at least say that I'm in the camp that I wasn't sure that he lost the job yet. Okay. Uh, and I, you know, which I, I defend this every time I, in the, in the Falcons game, when Foles had this tremendous comeback, I won't say that, that, um, that the wrong move was made because I know that Trubisky could not have come back and won that game, but I'm also just not convinced that he lost the job in that game. Uh, the team here, and here's where I stand on that. I know that I'm, I get a lot of flack for this every time. I believe that the Bears offense is more well-rounded when he is the quarterback because they can run the ball, or at least they showed an ability to earlier on. He does not have the ability to throw the ball downfield. He does not make as good of decisions. Nick Foles does make those good decisions, but we haven't been able to run the ball since. So you tell me which way is the way to go. I believe but that can Nick you, Foles is How about you tell me? You tell me is how does the quarterback determine if you can run? The, I mean, I, I, I know it. The it's part of it. But explain that to me is like, uh, why can you not run the, it's the, it's the quarterback that's changed. It's not the running backs. It's not the offensive it's, line. Why? I believe it's schematic. I believe it's schematic. And a part of it is just be, is based on the fact that, that Mitch Trubisky was involved in the running game. We did run some, some option stuff. We ran some quarterback run stuff, you know, not a ton. He's not a, a Lamar Jackson type, but he did run the ball a little bit. 
Uh, and just the threat of him, you know, he pulled down, he pulled one down and ran for 45 yards against the Falcons. Nick Foles is never going to do that. That's just as Nick Foles never. out of the shotgun a lot too. Almost exclusively. Nick Foles doesn't like to be under center. We don't have play action. There's no, there's not as much rolling out. It's just much less creative, much more stagnant, drop back, throw the ball. And he's better at it. He's significantly better at it. And it helps in times. I just think that if Mitch Trubisky could throw the ball, if big, if, if he could throw <laughs> the ball 12 foot yards downfield, just competently, not well, just competently that they would, that would be a better solution. And he sadly he can throw, he can actually throw the ball. It just can't find its way to a receiver. It seems like, no, um, I was thinking about this when you're operating on the shotgun, it does make running rushing attacks more, it's more difficult. You don't get the head of steam. You kind of show your hand a little bit earlier. So I, I can see that as Foles being a shotgun quarterback does limit, limit it even, and he limits it as well. We got a question in the chat room right now that says, who are you most afraid of, of the offense or the defense in this matchup? And it kind of dovetails with uh, a question that I had is that the Panthers offense has been solid, but not intimidating by any means. How do you think we match up against this Bears defense and who's got the advantage? Does the I mean obviously you can it's hard to say that the Bears offense has an advantage, but they're not playing our offense though. They're playing our defense and we're playing you, our offense is playing your defense. Who's the better I, I don't know how to consolidate this question at this point, but who's got the advantage here? The Panthers offense versus the Bears defense or the Bears offense versus the Panthers defense. I like, I, let's see, how do I put this? We were confusing me. Uh, you're confusing me a lot with this question, but I like. I know, it was a terrible question. <laughs> it's not a terrible question. It's just a, it's just a tough one to answer. I like the Bears defense right. over the Panthers offense, but I'm more afraid of the Panthers offense than I am of the Panthers defense. Does that make sense? That makes, no, it makes total sense. And I was actually thinking this is that while, the Carolina Panthers have put up a, a some. It's a, it's been a solid offense. Teddy Bridgewater can't stretch the field though. I'm sorry, is that we've been arguing about it, and and I'm not knocking him, man. Yes, he's throwing seventy percent. Yes, he's winning games. So I'm not trying to tell that he's be, being a bad player, but that his game is not going to be to beat you over the top. Our our game has been salting away games with long drives, reducing the amount of time the other team's offense can be on. Now, the problem that I see here is this, is that I feel like the Bears' defense has an opportunity to really pin their ears back on this offense if they keep everything in front of them, which they can in a way. You know what I'm saying? It's like Teddy can't threaten you over the top, but so much no matter how fast the receivers are. This, to me, is a scary matchup for the Panthers offense is because it's okay, but it's not super dynamic. That secondary can hold their own. Tell me that is that ultimately doesn't that give the defensive line a ton of freedom when your secondary can hold up in man to man. And you got Eddie Jackson back there, just a beast. I'm, I'm a little, I think that the advantage goes there to the defense yeah. and I hate to be like that because I at first I thought the Bears defense was not as good it's just gotten better from week to week that's the thing is the first if I would have watched the Bears did the first two weeks I would have said man their defense ain't that good but it's now it's like clicking it's clicking do you think that I'm right in saying that is that the Bears defense is kind of a good matchup against the Panthers 
you made a lot of really good points there. And I think early on in the season, the consensus was that the secondary may be the weak spot uh, on this defense, at least compared to the uh, the defensive front. Right. Uh, and I think that we've seen that as Jalen Johnson has, the rookie has been able to step up. He's definitely not someone that teams need to just go out there and target. They tried to do that early on in the season, and he's proven that he is a is a strong number two corner between him and Fuller and Gibson and, and Eddie Jackson. Obviously, this defense has been very strong in the secondary. And I think you made another really good point when you say that, uh, you know, the Panthers offense is – is fine. They're fine. They lack excitement. They're not a big play home run offense. And I think that is, those are the teams that really can kind of cause the bears pressure and, and put them in bad situations. And we saw it even with the Falcons who are, who are a winless team, but have the ability to, to stretch you and make big plays downfield early on in the game. They put our offense or our defense in a bind with the ability to throw the ball over the top. And, yeah, Calvin you know, Ridley just destroyed you guys in those first that mm -hmm. first one or two drives. You know, it was just like I thought yeah. it was over. It's exactly, we all did. And so, teams that don't have that that ability, though, if you're going to try and, and put this team in a phone booth and play that slow down style of football, I like the Bears almost as much as anyone uh, when it comes to that defense because you know we we like our chances playing playing that style of football, playing that kind of slow grind them out type. And that really is conducive to the Bears' offense even because they're not going to put up a ton of points either. So we don't mind playing that style. And when we play that style, I think that's when the Bears uh, can have their most success defensively. Now, this is counterintuitive to all the points I just made, right, is I talk about how the defense has this strength when it comes to our passing game. But Mike Davis, a, a journeyman story in the NFL, has found he's, he's about to get himself paid this season what he's doing with the Panthers you know he played for the University of South Carolina and they played my Pirates and at one point he had a single-handed 12-minute drive the entire fourth quarter was Mike Davis on one drive now Mike Davis is a man uh he's a man of man men so he can go out there and hammer it now Strangely, with this Chicago defense being so great, they're not dominant against the run. 16th against the rush and allowing 113 yards per game. The Panthers are 25th in, in rushing, not in rushing allowed, not in rushing yards. But I guess is that with all I said, is the way to maybe soften this defense to bludgeon them up the middle? Like, how do you do it? Like, why are you guys so good but not really dominant against the run? I think that that can partially be attributed to linebacker play and interior linebackers. Um, if there is a, I've said this a couple of times and it's no disrespect to the man because he's been a great player for a long time, but if there is a, a weakness that I've found to be on that defense, it's uh, it's in that linebacker position is Danny Trevathan. He's okay. uh, he, he's definitely lost a step. He definitely doesn't cover as well. I don't think he gets off blocks as well as he used to. And so uh, teams have been able to, to run the ball a little bit. Obviously, this defensive line is able to eat up some blocks and be able to, to make some big plays, but they make a lot of their hay in the pass game. And when teams decide to drop back, that's when they really will kind of make their um, make their name known and, and make sure that, you know, obviously that, that the other team is going to have a, a tough time of it. But yeah, teams have been able to run on them. And I think that a lot of that can be attributed to, to linebacker play. Some, uh, I, I, obviously we mentioned kind of Danny Trevathan, but I don't think that we've seen the best of Roquan Smith. Um, you know, Roquan Smith is again, I think a great cover guy, uh, kind of learning the ropes and, and handling, uh, some of the, the run situations. So 
yeah, teams have been able to to establish that run game, and hopefully that's something that we're able to shore up a little bit heading into the week. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about just injuries for this point? The Panthers are, are nicked up, and uh, from what I've been looking about looking at the Bears is do not seem as nicked up as we do. James Daniel guard who's played 37, 31 straight games, something like that uh, was moved to IR today. Can you tell us a about what that does to the offensive line and B just the status of the injuries heading into this week? Yeah. James Daniels has been an effective member of the offensive line. I would say he's probably been the best offensive lineman on the bears thus far, which is a little bit of an issue. Uh, you know, he's in the third <laughs> in his third season playing that left guard spot he's been he's bounced around in the past between center and guard and him and Cody Whitehair that's been a lot of transitioning and I think that has attributed to a lot of the Bears struggles um, in the past offensively and so having that sort of um, stopgap like hey this is knowing every single week that he's going to be there uh, has been really beneficial and it's going to hurt this team and that running game that we've said has been lackluster to this point I think is going to suffer uh, James has been pretty solid in pass pro as well. And he's someone that gets to the second level really well. He's an athletic guard and, and really can cover guys up and move guys. So I, I think this hurts. This hurts the Bears. Uh, we saw in the very first play that Alex Bars came in, uh, his replacement last week, gave up a sack to Vita Vea of the, uh, of the Buccaneers. So, you know, it's definitely a step back. That's not to say that they won't be okay, but there's definitely going to be, I think, some loss in, in productivity offensively. And I think it will probably hurt them mainly in the run game. So so that's something to look for. As far as the injuries go, Bears have been pretty healthy for the for the most part. And um, you know, that's something that we've got to obviously be happy with. You know, the loss of Tariq Cohen is always tough. But again, kind of a gadget player, not someone that's, you know, getting he's not on the field every snap. He's not getting right. he's not getting 20 carries a game. You know, it's not like losing David Montgomery per se. Then obviously, uh this week on the injury report, Brent Urban who is a, a D tackle who's played some big minutes uh, uh, lately and played some big snaps and had a, had a few big stops against the Buccaneers. So he's someone that we need to keep an eye on, but he's uh, questionable with a knee injury. Uh, Dion Bush and Sherrick McManus, both uh, safety. Sherrick is more of a, a special teamer, but an important player also uh, has missed some time. Dion Bush is the kind of the nickel guy uh, comes in in some situations for, um, for this bears defense as well. So, He's uh, he's been out a little bit and questionable for this for this week. And the other one is John Jenkins, uh, who's been moved to IR. So uh, with a thumb injury, he's the nose tackle that's kind of been tasked with uh, taking a lot of the snaps in place of Eddie Goldman, who is uh, on the COVID list uh, for the season. So that one hurts. But, you know, Bilal Nichols, uh, if they're able to get Brent Urban, Roy Robertson, Harris, those are some of the names that have been able to. Obviously, not totally replace Eddie Goldman because he's a he's a great player and a great nose tackle. But they have had sort of a uh, a committee um, that is that has done a sufficient job, and um, yeah, I, I think they'll be okay. No huge injuries this week. Do the Bears pay Allen Robinson? Should the Bears pay Allen Robinson? Uh, do they? I, should they? How about that? Both. I I think they should. Will they? I'm not. I'm not sure. If you've seen these last couple of weeks, I mean. Allen Robinson, it looks like he absolutely deserves it. He He's become – He's amazing, he's almost, man, and he's only like 26. He can't be that old. Yeah. I think he's 26 or 27, but he – you know, in the absence of a running game last week, they almost turned to Allen Robinson as as a rusher. He had – I believe it was nine catches for 90 yards. You know, he's not going down the field and making the huge, the huge end zone catch, 
he's been like the go-to guy. We go to him on first down and throw the ball for four yards and watch him, you know, make a, make a cut and make, miss a tackle or make a tackle miss. And, you know, he's essentially been kind of like the bears rushing attack. He's absolutely a primary wide receiver at number one wide receiver. And he deserves to get paid like one. Allen Robinson. Cool story is this, is that um, when he went, I wanted the Panthers to draft him in 2014 we, in our infinite wisdom, drafted Kelvin Benjamin. Now, Allen Robinson went in the second round that year, and Allen Robinson played at Penn State, and he uh, grew. And he only played, I think, one year in college, one or two. He had a very short college career, productive. It was just so young. Uh, he missed an entire year of high school football. I think it was his senior year, junior or senior year, one or two, because of gr- he grew like six inches in six weeks in the la- the back end of the summer and he like couldn't walk basically like he <laughs> like he just became a man overnight or whatever and grew into his man body so i've always been i'm cheering for alan robinson uh as a player that has contributed a lot to your team you know strangely um robbie anderson's doing that for the panthers in a lot of ways um all right last question for you is this is that the panthers are favored one and a half in this game the line is 45. You know, you should have, prior to last week, you could have taken the over in every game and just felt safe about it. Last week, the overs, the unders made a comeback in the league. The Bears have not allowed more than 23 points or something like that. I mean, not a lot. Maybe it was week one they allowed something. But I was looking at it. It feels like 17, 19, 22, somewhere in there. 19 last week against the Bucks. What do you think about this line? Bears 4-1. and one. They come in as point and a half dogs. Panthers three and two favored here. Man, this is a tough one to pick. I I feel like the Bears are being slided a little bit. It seems a little <laughs> it seems a little disrespectful. I, you know, I, I you got to give credit where credit is due. The uh, Panthers are on a run. Their offense has been effective. Um, but you know, I look at that defense. I see some some big injuries. I look at that offense, and I think that you know that the that the Bears can can nullify some of the playmakers that the uh, that the Panthers have. So, I mean, I see the Bears. I see this one 23-20 Bears. Right on the – I mean, I like taking an under today in this league is tough. Hey, as, as a Bears under, fan – Under 45. <laughs> as a Bears fan, man, you got to know that we're not, we're not putting up big points. That's not what we do. No, I hear you, man. It's like a Panthers team from a Ron Rivera Panthers team. We want to win 17-20. 12 or something that's like that all right um cameron uh host of believe in bears podcast please thanks first thank you for your time tonight i really appreciate it cameron lee tell them how they can follow you on social media and when your podcast comes out yeah make sure you guys uh, go ahead and check out the believe in bears podcast we do a pre-game show typically every thursday uh, before the game and then Sunday nights we recap. So check out both those shows. It's on the Believe in Bears podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Just for all you guys that are listening, that's B-L-E-A-V, Believe, B-L-E-A-V in Bears. Uh, go ahead and give me a follow on Twitter. I say funny things and uh, sometimes NFL people respond to me because I had friends in the NFL at one point. I was there very briefly. So go ahead and follow me on Twitter. That's it. Come back, Cam. 
like he was on the C3 Panthers podcast briefly. He was there. No, um, look, the C3 Panthers podcast live Tuesday nights, 9 p.m. Uh, don't forget the post game show Sunday directly after the game. Call into the show 252 228 5098. And until then, keep pounding. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.